Hello and welcome to A Journey to a Self-Discovery. I'm Sofia Adamova, your host, and I help freedom-driven entrepreneurs build profitable and fulfilling online businesses. I teach my clients how to align their energy, use the power of intention and clear strategy to create a life and business that they truly love. Within this podcast, I will help you get clear on what you want, identify the blocks that are holding you back, transform your mindset and raise your vibration so that you can create, create magic with the universe. If you are looking to design a life that truly sets your soul on fire and manifests more success and abundance, then you are in the right place. And in today's episode, we're going to go through very important basic concepts. Because it seems to me that a lot of you still not fully get the basics yet. And this is the philosophy of life, philosophy of business. This is everything, the foundation of every single thing you do. And I will go through these basic concepts point by point. So let's go. The first point, the truth. Spiritual truth is the same for everyone. This is a very common question. And many people say, I have my own truth. Everyone has their own truth. But this is wrong. There is no personal truth. Otherwise, it would not be called such. Personal, individual truth doesn't exist. Truth is the same for everyone once and forever. It has always been like that and will be so for millions of years. Otherwise, it would not have the right to be called so, right? The thing that we um, actually call individual truth is a point of view. But the spiritual truth is one and the same for absolutely everyone. On the physical level, the truth is that we are human beings. On the spiritual level, the truth is that we are the creator. This is the truth that is valid for us throughout the whole time of our existence. So there are no personal or individual spiritual truths. Those who keep saying that everyone has their own truth have not discovered their true nature yet. And our true nature is the same for all human beings. The spiritual truth is universal. It has always been like this. It will always be like this forever. The second point. The truth is in the awareness of our true nature. Our true nature is the nature of the creator. Each of us is the creator, an embodiment of the higher self that has been split in billions of billions of physical bodies. The third point. Our higher self is one and the same for everyone. All living creatures bear the same global soul. We all have the same higher self. So we share one soul between billions of people. And there are no individual souls. Division, individualism, and duality exist only at the material level. While on the subtle plane, there is no duality or individuality. There are no borders between any subjects. My higher self is your higher self. Your higher self is my higher self. The higher self you communicate with is the higher self I communicate with. The fourth point. Since there are no individual souls, reincarnation doesn't exist. Our common higher self is eternal. It has never been born. It will never die. It is impossible to understand this concept using our mind, since our mind is finite and based on our experience in the material world. Our mind is incapable of embracing the concept of something that doesn't have beginning nor end, since in the material world, everything has its beginning and its end. So we are limited by our physical experience. 
from the point of view of the truth, the higher self is internal. Our physical life doesn't recur. Uh, like a rotten apple will never come back to life. <laughs> Karma doesn't exist. Neither do previous lives, future lives or karmic relations. For our physical body, the life we're living is the only one. The life of our true self is eternal and it continues in all living creatures. In this context, the genuine immortality is understanding yourself, identifying yourself with the true self, perception of yourself through the prism of your true self or higher self. This is the way to get immortal as your life doesn't end with your physical death. In this regard, there is another important view. Life is not a maximum security institution. There are no other jailers or supervisors but ourselves. There are no punishments. All the lessons we learn are the lessons we plan ourselves. And these lessons are organized and determined by our own choice that is not made before we are born or in our previous lives. But here now, we can choose taking another harsh lesson or choose to learn the same thing through joy and light. We can stop learning life through harsh lessons and devastating crises. We can choose to grow through love and joy, not pain and suffering. It is absolutely our choice. Point number six. Our physical body is not a prison to our spirit. It's not something that limits us as spiritual creatures. On the contrary, our body gives our higher self, or the creator, the God, the universe, whatever you call it, more opportunities to know itself through experience, creating, using ideas, words, actions, will, express itself. Without a body, the creator is not a creator. Without a material, physical world, there cannot be any creative process. The creator cannot manifest itself. It can only remain in potential, as a theory, as an idea. It lacks experience and manifestation. Without manifestation and experience, what is potential? Potential becomes nothing. So without a physical body, the nature of our common higher self is nothing. Point seven. On a subtle plane, time doesn't exist. Cause and effect are the same thing. The process of perception is the process of creation. We create things the way we perceive them. In terms of the truth, there is no gap between perception and creation. The observer and the observed are inseparable. They are a single entity. On the material plane, we have created time to mark the limits of our experience. Our experience must be finite. It must have its beginning and its end. On the physical plane, our choice at the highest self-level should be distributed over time and manifest itself in front of us, unfold in a logical and understandable manner that is embraceable for our physical mind. Point eight, remembering our previous lives is a connection with the higher self that usually occurs by chance and in a spontaneous manner. From the point where we can enter every body and every mind, we go to another person and identify ourselves with them. Our mind that is used in duality will define this person as me in my previous life. While through the higher self, you can connect to any person from the so-called earthly, earthy past and our future. On this level, it is only here and now that really exists. You can enter any person. You can know every person from inside out, just as you know yourself. You can identify 
with their thoughts and wishes, even though not literally. However, people of a certain level of mastery can read them word to word. You can read the inner state of person here and now. So when people tell me when they have seen their previous lives, I answer that it must be an illusion. And what really happened was the moment of contact with what is called the unity, when they found themselves in another person. You can be all people, all creatures at the same time, but to avoid going crazy, as our brain cannot register all of them at the same time, you have ended up inside a single um, creature or human being you perceive as yourself. In terms of the truth, that is you. Your true self is all the people. Your higher self is all people, animals, living creatures of the material world. Entering one of these creatures, you will perceive it as yourself. Otherwise, how would you explain, how would your mind explain that feeling that this creature is you? The mind would explain it like, oh, that must be me in my previous life. So imagine um, an octopus with a big head, with lots and lots of tentacles under the water. And we humans in the material world, we perceive ourselves as one of the tentacles. And we see other tentacles, the other people, and we see that we are separated because what we cannot see is the big head of the octopus above the head. And this is our high self, but this is still us. So the same, when people say we can um, access our previous lives, it is connecting to the head of the octopus, connecting to the higher self. And through that head, you have access to every single leg or tentacle um, in, in life. So now the point nine, there is a true higher self and its motivation and vibe is of love. Also, there is a self that we acquire. This is what we call the ego, our mind, our personality, our character. Its motivation and vibe is that of fear. That is, initially, there are two motivating forces for our actions and choices, which is love for those who have a high level of awareness and self-awareness and fear for those with a low level of awareness and self-awareness. To be even more precise, even though it doesn't sound understandable to our mind that is used to duality, there is only love. So even fear doesn't exist. The only truth that exists is love. And the rest is the illusion. Fear doesn't exist. We perceive lack of love as fear. But love is the only thing that exists. The darkness doesn't exist as it is a lack of light. The cold doesn't exist as it is a lack of heat. The only truth is love. It is the only thing we can feel and measure while fear is only the lack of love or a sign of your failed connection with the higher self. Point 10. The way we perceive ourselves, as well as what we identify ourselves with, determines the reality that we create. If you perceive yourself as an ego mind, a personality separated from everything, everyone, as a creator, whose perception is an act of creation, you lose possibility to control and manage the world that has been separated from you in your mind. You cannot create it or change it in the way you want it, as you cannot control something which is separated from you. On the contrary, those who identify themselves with the creator and have reached such a high level of awareness, for example, the level of the unity, those for whom the outer world with all these living creatures and creative process is inside them and not separated, they can get the control over the world as they are the world. So the world is within us 
point 11. Here comes the understanding of the concept of free will and the answer to the question whether it really exists. At the level of the mind, from the ego mind perspective, when a person is separated from the world and others, everything that happens to them seems uh, occasional and completely uncontrollable, like things happen to them. Such people think in terms of destiny. They are convinced that everything has been predefined for them. If a person is aware of the unity of the higher self, of their true nature, which is that of the creator, everything becomes a matter of their free will, of their free choice. Point 12. Without understanding our true nature, we cannot love ourselves. Self-love is the basis of everything. Without this basis, we are governed by our fixations and fears, limiting beliefs and doubts. Lack of self-love or not being aware of our true selves is the root cause of all psychological problems and conflicts. It makes us try to get love, fear to lose it, which generates conflicts and tensions. Unawareness of our true self makes us try to love our non-true, acquired selves, which might be our habits, our achievements, our success, what we call our success, our experience, something we have taken from the society and or from our parents, everything we call our character. But this is not us. The attempts to love this acquired self cannot be successful, no matter how hard we try and no matter how much work psychologists do, especially if they, they are as unaware of their true selves as we are. The best result in this case might be conditional self-love, which means that we love ourselves for our personal, professional or other achievements. However, it has nothing to do with true unconditional self-love. It is temporary. We might love ourselves today, but if tomorrow our status or professional situation changes, we will not love ourselves anymore. This is not true self-love. Self-love is only possible in awareness of our true nature and in connection with the true self. Trying to love what you are not, what has been imposed on you by the society and the family, is a silly thing that will never end well. The only way to love yourself is knowing who you really are, truly are. Understanding that knowing yourself and loving yourself is the same thing as in terms of the truth. You are the love. Point 13. Intention and desire are the driving force of our lives. Not austerity, but desire is the driving force of your actions, development and progress. Which are the things that help you get experience, raise your self-awareness and understand what you are capable of as the creator. This is what makes you the creator. This is the way of establishing a relationship between the creator and the creation. The experience helps evaluate your capacity as a creator. This is how evolution and expansion of the higher self and the universe proceed. Any intention can be implemented. If it is not, it means that inside you there is something that resists it. Some part of you doesn't want it to happen. It might happen because your motivation is false and this is not what you really need. Or because even though your motivation is true, you do not have enough energy to materialize your desires since your energy is spent on something like fears, doubts, sense of not being good enough to get what you want, belief that you will have to pay for it, or on a, um, other internal conflict or stories you're telling yourself. To get rid of all this, which comes from the non-true self, you should only admit and decide 
that you are the creator. And the outer world is only your reflection as your creation. You are the only thing that exists. And saying you, I do not mean your personality. I mean your higher self. All other people are also you. You are the continuation of your higher self. That is why no instruments, practices, tools, therapy sessions, they all have the, the temporary result. The progress that can be achieved this way is only partial and it will not last. This means um, cannot help you to get rid of limiting beliefs or fears as they do not eliminate the root cause. For example, the way you perceive yourself and what you identify yourself with, whether your identity identify yourself with your true self or with your personality, the ego mind. And changing your perception, you can change your reality. When you understand that you are the creator, the world around you becomes your reflection. There are no more fears, grudges, or fixations. You cannot fight yourself or be mad at yourself. Understanding this is the only way to change the attitude dramatically and rapidly to prevent conflicts and wars. Another point. It is important to understand that a person is not the creator. That is the creator that is a person. So let me give you an example. For example, Mary, whose level of consciousness is lower than the level of your unity, cannot control or influence the reality. She cannot prevent conflicts, avoid health problems. Mary cannot change the reality. If she decides that it is she who is the creator and not Anna, Victor, Daniel, Penny, it would mean she has a Napoleon complex and needs professional psychiatric care. But if Mary has learned the truth, she understands that she is the creator. To the same extent as Annie, that they are the one and the same, that Mary doesn't really exist as a separate person, neither does Annie, Danny, or whoever. And the only thing that exists is the higher self that inspires both Mary and Annie. And there is no difference or separation between them. That would mean that Mary has learned the truth. It is this level, not the ego mind level, that allows you to create and change your reality. Another point. Practices and techniques are the medium between your acquired and true selves. They do not directly transmit any knowledge regarding your true nature. Using the medium, we do not identify them ourselves with who we are talking to. We still act as we are separated, like affirmations, prayers, meditations, and medium that contribute to further separations and limit our nature. They're like crutches. They're necessary when we do our first steps. They help us learn how to walk. But if we keep using them and fail to give up when it is time to, we will never be able to walk independently. This means that therapies, practices, techniques, meditations that might help an unaware person achieve progress at the beginning of their way, at some point starts to block their further development, leaving the person at the same level of awareness that becomes their limit, blocking their way to their true nature and depriving them of the possibility to independently create their own reality without any help of medium, uh, religious beliefs, affirmations, and so on. Next point. The way we perceive the world around us determines our relationship with it. If we want to change the relationship, we would change our perception. We should see what we want to change the way we want it to be. We should perceive it the way we want to create it. The process of perception is the process of creation. I repeat it again. The process 
of perception is the process of creation. Surely, in the material world, there is some delay as the process is to be distributed over time. But if you remain in the next point, the focus of intention organizes the creative energy. That is why all we focus on grows, expands, and comes true. The intention of the creator is to learn himself and his possibilities through physical bodies and express himself. Without our body, the creator would not have had a possibility to express themselves. Based on the principle of similarity, our task is to express ourselves and transmit the message of who we are, express our true self the way we have learned it in this body, in this reality. Next point. True vocation or purpose doesn't exist. You cannot find it. You can only create it or choose it. The one you have chosen is yours. Everything is your choice. No matter what you do, the main thing is your state of mind. The things you approach with the right state of mind is going to bloom and vice versa. Also, there are no right or wrong actions. For instance, you might ask yourself whether to move house or not, whether to marry a certain person or not. If you are in the right energetic state, if you are aware that you are the creator, any choice you make in this state is going to be right choice. This is your choice that matters. The way you perceive things is the way you create them. The purpose, the vocation you choose with your true self will not be affected by your doubts or fears. That is your not true vocation. The person you choose to be, your loved one, is going to be your true love, your soulmate, whatever you call it in love. If your mind is full of fears and conflicts, no choice will be right or bring any results you want. Nothing is predetermined and everything is a matter of our choice. The outcome of your choice depends on the state of your mind and energetic state in which you make it or on whether it is the state of the creator or the ego mind. Cause and effect are the same. And the last thing, true self-expression is honesty, gratitude, openness, respect, love for yourself and others, enlightenment. All these are synonyms because it is all the same vibration, the same level of consciousness, which is the only way, only level you can experience all that. This is the level of understanding and expressing the higher self. I am the medium of knowledge. I give people the knowledge that they do not need any medium anymore, that any intention tends to be conscious and can always be implemented and manifested if nothing in, in you resists it. To overcome resistance and fears, you should remember who you are. To overcome the resistance, you should create a powerful meaning, the purpose of what you're doing. I transmit the knowledge of how to live in the reality you design based on your intentions. That is the true intention of the creator. The creator wants us to desire, to learn, to expand, to get experience knowing who we really are, rather than to escape from our physical body and material reality. What an unaware person would call destiny for an unaware person who recognizes their nature is that of the creator is called choice.